Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, April the 20th, and we're going to start in Aldington near Ashford, where Paul O'Grady's funeral is taking place today. A private service is happening, but people have been encouraged to line the route of the procession to say a final goodbye. The TV star passed away at his home in the village last month at the age of 67. He was a huge animal lover, and dogs from Battersea will form a guard of honour in recognition of of his work with the charity, including his programme, which was filmed there. Since Paul's death, more than £270,000 has been raised for the organisation. Last week, it was revealed the presenter had died after suffering a sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Well, KMTV's Sophia Aiken has been speaking to people in Aldington, including Tim Bishop, who says Paul's death came as a huge shock to everyone there. It was a real surprise because, you know, obviously occasionally you'd see Paul around the place and he always looked pretty fit and you know full of life and suddenly hear that he'd he'd died overnight you know it was you know very sad and had you ever met him personally yeah yeah a couple of times actually I've met him actually when I've been shopping in Waitrose um, but also just on the green here we did some filming with him a little while ago there was a big campaign um, to try and stop more houses being built here and Paul was very much against that. He would be involved if there was a village fete, um, like last year there was a village fete and he um, was doing judging the, the animal show and all this sort of thing, dog show, um, which is obviously right up his street. Um, so, you know, I think people just like the idea of having him in the village. Paul's husband, Andre Portasio, posted on socials last week thanking the community for their support and love. He said, Your kind messages, beautiful flowers and thoughtful texts of condolences have brought me comfort and solace during this difficult time. I'm incredibly grateful for the support and love I have received from our community and we want to thank each and every one of you for your kindness and generosity. Well, Fred Yeager lived opposite Paul for around 20 We got to know each other sort of pretty well right from the beginning, but of course he's been very busy and we haven't seen so much of him particularly recently, but uh, we keep running into each other. He was a wonderful guy, very, very, very friendly, very easy to talk to, uh, very caring, very entertaining as well. He was a very funny, very witty man and uh, gave a great deal of pleasure to us really and we'll remember it very fondly. The Queen Consort was among those to pay tribute to Paul last month after she filmed a special episode of For the Love of Dogs with him at Battersea in Brands Hatch. Fellow celebrities and LGBT campaigners also praised his inspirational campaigning. Last November Paul was made a Deputy Lieutenant of Kent and Roy and Sue Denton who live in Ashford and came to Aldington to pay their respects say he was just a normal person. He wasn't snobbish or, you know, no. I'm, I'm a celebrity, leave me alone type no. thing. And that's why I think people liked him, because he was down to earth yes. and approachable, really. Hopefully, you know, he'll get a um, good send-off, really, because that's what he deserved, really. He was just loved by everybody, yeah. He's helped in the local community. He has helped with issues such as um, tree preservation because there was a big issue recently with ash dieback and that sort of thing. Obviously farming, the way he looked after his animals. So, yeah, I think he put Aldington on the, on the map, yeah. bit, you know, where it was a bit sleepy here. And, yeah, um, helping local charities. You know, and um, yes. Supporting he used to the go local, local shopping, didn't he? He used to go in there. Mm. And, um, 
he was always complaining that, you know, who wants to live in London because it's all dirty and untidy and that's why he, he moved to Canada. Loved it here. Yeah, loved it here. And he loved animals, so that's why he, he had the farm. Following today's service, a celebration of Paul's life is expected to take place at Portlim Wild Animal Park. And our thoughts today are very much with all of Paul's family and friends. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you, and an inquest has opened into the deaths of two Kent mums who had caesareans carried out by the same surgeon. 29-year-old Kim Sampson from Whitstable and Samantha Molkahai from Hawkinge both died of herpes shortly after giving birth in 2018. A coroner's continuing to hear evidence from doctors. A Kent woman is among nine people charged following the death of a teenager in East London. 18-year-old Abu Bakr Jar was stabbed and shot in Newham in 2021. And police are also investigating an attempted murder that took place four days earlier. A 22-year-old from Dartford is accused of conspiracy to steal motor vehicles. She's due in court next month. A Kent teacher who called Freddie Mercury a homophobic slur and smoked in front of students has been banned from the profession. It happened while James Gardner worked at Broomhill Bank School in Tunbridge Wells. The 40-year-old who taught PE and science was dismissed last November following an internal investigation. Police have been going door-to-door and checking CCTV after a man exposed himself to a child in Sevenoaks. It happened as they walked to school through Woodland next to Hillingdon Avenue yesterday morning. The suspect's been described as Asian and around 40 years old. He was wearing cargo shorts and a purple T-shirt. Now, this is one of our most read stories on the website today. People living in a Kemp village say it's become a village of strangers because of the number of new-build homes there. Over the last decade, around a 1,000 properties have been built in Aylsham, which is a former mining village and sits between Canterbury and Dover. The expansion project was called the Aylsham Garden Village, but not everyone thinks it's been a good idea for the area. Our reporter Sam Lennon has firstly been speaking to Philip Sutcliffe, who worked as a miner at the Snowdown Colliery for 25 years. How has uh, Aylsham changed in all your time here? Well, it's changed quite a lot. I mean, it's doubled in size for one thing. When the mines were going... There was, uh, I think, three clubs and a pub. Yeah. And they've mostly gone. Now, and the village has changed. I mean, we knew sort of everybody at one time, but now you see a lot of people that you don't know because obviously they've come from different places to live in the new houses, so you don't know everybody. I hear a lot of the new people in the Garden Village come from London. Well, that's what people say. I don't know what evidence there is to say that they're all come from Elsham. That's what I heard. But they come from different places. I mean, my daughter bought one at one time. She moved into the new bills. And that was from Elsham, the old village of Elsham. She moved in there, and a lot of people have. Hasn't this helped Elsham people? Because uh, it means they can stay in the village because there's a bit more room for them to live. It is, I know. But, I mean, the thing, the price of houses, even in Elsham, that's why they're coming from London, maybe, and other places. It's because it's a lot cheaper in Elsham than other places, but it's still far too more expensive for our daughters and our grandchildren to, to buy a house. Fellow ex-miner Sean Perry has also been telling Sam what he thinks. Elsham is changing a lot because of the new garden village. How has it changed, do you think, and has it changed for better or worse? I wouldn't say for worse, but uh, the village is obviously bigger than what it was, a lot bigger. And uh, 
everyone in Elsham, the older older people, are, are friendly towards the, the people in the new hills. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I hear that there are complaints about the, the building itself that's taken over a lot of green space. Uh, yeah, it has taken over a lot of green space, and they're, they're now building on Kings Road and Burgess Road. I don't think they should be. If you head to the website today, you can see before and after pictures of Aylsham. Eric Norton spent 30 years working in the local mine. How's Aylsham changed where you're concerned? Uh, it's changed a lot. Um, the houses that they're building, but the only thing I'm on about is the. I used to live in Burgess Road and Belgrove was here over the side. That was a big playing field where we grew up. And uh, th there used to be all the animals you can think of. And we learned about that. You down here, there was the skylarks, the, there was lugworm, there was bees, honey, you name it. And there was a little wood down there. Uh, we used to play in the woods and everything like that. And they've took it all away. Now they're building houses, and I'm against that. Right, and one problem is that there aren't enough sort of community facilities. There isn't a pub in the village centre. No, no, there's no pub now. Is no, there a no, pub anywhere in Elsham? No, no. There's a rattling, but that's about a mile out of the village. Uh, that's the only pub we've got now. And they're building all these houses, and now and they're, they're building houses, and they, lock, they close the school. So to me, uh, that's a disgrace, I think. Sure, yeah. Closing the school. Because where do, they go, where do the new kids well, go to be educated? They, yeah, they, they've got, either got to Sandwich, Dover, or Canterbury. And then everything was going to be free, but they've got to pay 300 and odd pound a term for the, to get to the sandwich. And finally, we can hear from Roman Simonas. He moved to the village in 2019. And what's it like uh, living in Elsham compared with Dover? Here it's more quiet and, and yeah, it's easy to relax here because we was living on the Folkestone Road, on Maxton area, on Dover, yeah. in Dover. And it's um, more loud there, more noisy. So, and it's actually, kids can walk all around here in the fields or uh, there is a little bit harder to do. Thanks ever so much to Sam for those interviews. You can also read Sam's report on Kent Online today and let us know what you think by commenting there or on our socials. Kent Online reports. A teenager's been charged after police found a machete and combat-style knife hidden in a backpack in Chatham. An 18-year-old suspected of being involved in drug dealing was stopped and searched on the high street over the weekend. He's due in court next month. Watches and jewellery have been stolen from a house in Broadstairs. The property on Gladstone Road was broken into back in March, although police have only just released details. Among the items stolen was a silver Rolex and white gold diamond necklace. Officer want to hear from anyone who's offered them for sale. Now, it's understood the Home Secretary could be given more power to deport people who cross the Channel to Kent in small boats. Nearly 3,000 asylum seekers have made the dangerous journey so far this year. The government are thought to be amending their controversial illegal migration bill, allowing the UK to ignore injunctions from the European Court of Human Rights in certain situations. Meantime, plans to house more than 100 asylum seekers in flats in Maidstone have have been withdrawn. There was strong opposition to the idea to use accommodation on Tunbridge Road, including from the town's MP Helen Grant and the local council. It's now being suggested Grangemore Hotel on St Michael's Road in the Fant area could be used instead. Next today, the Archbishop of Canterbury insists the King's coronation will be deeply representative of the nation. Justin Welby will lead the service at Westminster Abbey next month. He's denied claims of tensions with the monarch over the involvement of 
of non-Christian faith leaders. And he's also urging us to volunteer in our local community during the long bank holiday weekend. No tension, absolutely not. Um, what there is, is a deep sense both of celebrating our tradition, but also of reflecting the fact that we're infinitely more diverse than we were in 1953. This is not 1953. And the king, in the speech just after his accession, and the late queen, it, uh, Diamond Jubilee, in 2012, in a speech at Lambeth Palace, where I live, both said part of the role of the Church of England is to be a canopy for all faiths. Uh, not to be a multi-faith institution, but, but to be an institution that stands up for faiths across this country. And the whole theme of the coronation is, is service. It's looking back on our traditions, it's looking at where we are as a country today, and it's looking forward and building hope for the future. And within that, it's party time, it's joy, it's celebration, and out of that, is service. So you've got the coronation on the Saturday, the big lunch out on the Sunday, and then on the Monday we have the chance, whether we've ever volunteered anywhere or not, just to go and try it out for a day somewhere and just benefit and bless the country a bit by helping out in your neighbourhood. This country has the most wonderful neighbourhood spirit and this is going to be an opportunity to help out at a kitchen um, or sorting clothes like we're doing this morning or in the kitchen or uh, in any number of ways with different charities that all just need a bit of help and I'd say to people give it a go on one day if it's not for you fine but give it a go on one day I think you'll find you'll get addicted to volunteering and serving and that's going to make this country much better. If you head to the trending section of Kent Online today, you can read about the number of street parties taking place where you live in Kent over that long weekend, which starts on May the 6th. We've also got some info there on royal memorabilia from over the decades. Kent Online reports. It could be a summer of unemptied bins in Canterbury, Whitstable and Herne Bay as refuse workers are threatening strike action. Members of the GMB union who work for the council-owned collection company Canico are calling for a 30% pay rise. They'll start voting tomorrow on whether to take industrial action in May, June and July. A young farmers club in North Kent have been given two months to find a new home. They're currently based in Jeskins Community Woodland in Gravesend but have been told by Forestry England to move by June the 16th. They need six hectares of land for their sheep and say if they can't find a site, they'll have to sell the flock. Businesses in New Romney say they're losing trade because of gas works on the high street. Repairs are being carried out following a leak on Station Road more than two months ago. Shop owners say the roadworks are causing traffic chaos and putting people off visiting the town centre. Engineers say it is a complex job, but they're hoping to be finished by next week. Maisie Peters has been telling our sister radio station KMFM what it was like to support Ed Sheeran on tour. She's now doing her own UK tour and says she's excited for the release of her new album in June. The 22-year-old's been on the hit list with Numi. How are you really? Because you have had the most intense like couple of months. You've been in Australia, then you went to, did a couple of tours. Like, you basically did two tours in Asia because you were supporting Ed and playing your own shows, right? Or was that in Australia where you were like doubling? I've been, yeah, no, that was Australia. Um, but it it was it's been so fun. I mean, yeah, it's been like a crazy time, literally nonstop. I've been home for one week since January, but 
I had a great time. I mean, Australia was so fun, crazy, like a crazy experience. Um, and now I'm I'm back for one my one week, and I had a lovely one week. Um, but on the road she goes, and I'm yeah, I'm so excited for this tour. We haven't toured the UK for like years, so I'm excited. And obviously, you've got new material out. The album's coming. MP2 is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's it been like putting this tour together? It's been fun. It's cool. It's kind of like our. Um, it's kind of like the last hurrah for for some of the set list, really, because we've been. We, I mean, now the set list like is like a sort of cool amalgamation of like oh, my first album, my new album, songs that have come out in between, and so the set list feels very much sort of like a. a glory a glory lap if you will um before we sort of have a whole new album and whole new music to to really show the world um so it's cool this like preparing the set list and having like the old and the new combined where are you most looking forward to to playing on the uk run i mean i would say it's kind of on the uk run sort of but i'm playing a show in brighton so i'm headlining the great escape yeah. uh, and i'm from brighton that's like where i went to see shows growing up so so i'm playing the dome which is like my dream venue so that's going to be really cool and special for me and i'm just yeah I, like all my friends and family will be coming so i'm excited for that one. Oh, that's amazing there's something so special about those homecoming shows right when you know people mm. in the audience especially somewhere like you say like if it's a venue that you went to like when you were younger and now you're there it's kind of like a big pinch me moment right totally totally and i saw so many of like my favorite artists there so it's crazy that i will i will be there too but you are like just on this it feels like you are you are on the pop star trajectory now like you're you know on in the stadium show supporting ed Jimmy Fallon the other weekend performing Lost the Breakup. We need to talk about that because that was like one of the most iconic performances I'd ever seen. The dress, the I'm on Fallon tonight line was so good. What was that like? It was so fun. It was nerve wracking and late. I mean, like late night TV is always scary because it's sort of a a once in a moment uh, shot, but it was so fun, actually, and like, yeah, the whole the whole experience and the I'm on Fallon tonight and all of those moments would make it so special and like really memorable. And we went to New York, and I love New York, and yeah, it was really cool. You filmed the music video for Lost the Breakup in Tokyo. I did. What was that like? So cool. I mean, it was a crazy, like a whirlwind day, um, and it was like a, a director was uh, with me, and I love her. She's so good. We did the Body Better music video as well, and. It was like a yeah, a crazy day. I will not call memories was me holding hands with the with the mascot cat down the streets of Japan in a mini dress. Um, core memories. But it was so 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 fun. And like, yeah, it's such a cool like memory now and visual piece I get to have associated with my album and this era of my life forever. So yeah, very cool. If you missed their chat, you can listen on the podcast pages at kmfm.co.uk. And finally, it's been confirmed Pride Canterbury is returning to the Dane John Gardens, but this time it'll be over two days in the summer. For the first time, celebrations will take place across a whole weekend with West End Stars drag performers, food and music, Liberty X bag of chips and KMFM's Rob Wills will be among those at the event on the 10th and 11th of June. Kent Online Sports. Just one bit of sports news for you and in cricket, Kent are taking on Essex in Canterbury in their third county championship game of the season. They'll be hoping to bounce back from a heavy defeat to Warwickshire last time out. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that, you just need to head to Kent Online Online.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.